This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Uh, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I'm just happy to 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 work hard and, and try to do all for the team. Working with Coach Gavin Hunt. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I've heard from a couple of my teammates that he's a very direct coach and he knows what he wants. And so I'm, I just hope that uh, it works out for me. Okay, that is Zakele Lipasa speaking to the media team at SuperSport United. Brian uh, speaking to Brian there just about his move to. Supersport United from Pirates on loan and we're going to talk transfer deadline day now. We are joined on the line by SABC Sports Senior Reporter Velile Mnyandu. Velile, maybe good evening and thanks for speaking to us firstly. Uh, good evening Taviso and also to SFM listeners. Maybe let's start there. Pirates have let go of Zakele Lipasa on loan to Supersport United. Is this a good, what do you make of this decision? Well, very interesting decision, um, especially if you consider that uh, just a few days ago um, or just a week ago, and the most likely move for, from Paris uh, to uh, to Supersport United was that of uh, Terence Zuvgamanja. Um, but things have ended up happening the other way. And also, I think um, after the arrival of um, um, the striker from Cameroon, um, Maro Swaibu, um, I think it was a no-brainer that uh, there was going to be a move because I think his arrival brought the number of strikers at Paris to seven, I think. Um, so, But also, I mean, look, Lepasa has not really played um, a lot, um, especially uh, under um, a coach, um, Jose Rivero. Um, and, and, and also, um, I, I think for me, it's also a slightly disappointing, especially for Lepasa, because... It was during this period that uh, he even managed uh, to get a, a national team call-up, um, you know, and to to go and play for Bafana. Um, he was selected by a coach, um, um, Hugo Bros. But if you just look at his numbers um, so far this season, um, he had featured in 10 matches. Um, even though most of those games he came on as a sub and uh, he, he had only scored um, one goal, Earlier um, in the MTN8, when they won the MTN8, yes, maybe you can say that uh, he did have a showing there. But um, ever since then, uh, things have been have been different. In fact, um, this year uh, he, he had not he had not even played a single game, um, a single minute um, this year. Was a clear passer, so not really surprising um, that it seems going. But also, it also says something um, that. Players who get given a chance, Tabi, so they must make use of those of, of the chance. And mm. I remember when Paris, um, when when the coach, I think it was just before the MTN eight, when he gave the chance to uh, Munapule Saling, and uh, the boy grabbed grabbed the chance, and he's not been off the um, the the match day squad ever since then. Um, scored against Sundowns when when also in in, in the MTN eight as well. And now with the Terence Zuvgamanja in two matches, a goal and also an assist, you know, so that tells you something. Um, so I think with um, with Lepasa, it's a it's an opportunity also to show uh, Paris what he can offer, uh, especially the the technical team at Paris uh, in the six months. And I think for me though, uh, it's very brave of Orlando Paris uh, to also boost um, an opponent uh, who's also 
campaigning uh, or contesting the same position. Because if you check now, even in the log standings, um, Super Sport United and Orlando Pirates, they are neck and neck, separated by only a point um, for the second uh, spot um, uh, challenge that they, they are going for in that uh, Champions League position. Yeah, that's an interesting point that you make. I didn't look at it like that. But but why has Lipasa not uh, kicked on? I know he had that terrible injury, but I remember even even before he broke through a text galaxy, you were raving about him scoring goals in the lower divisions. I think he was playing for the Yebo Yes team. Yes, and um, I think also, uh, I'm not sure, maybe it's, it's the, the SAB team. Um, yes, the SAB he had team. some crazy numbers. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes, he had some crazy numbers um, down there. And 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 I think, if my mother says me well, um, the first, um, first call-up, in fact, the first um, loan move that... that happened for him it was a long move to Cape Town All-Stars but he came back because he was not getting uh, enough game time and then he came back he went to uh, Tears Galaxy and scored a number of goals uh, for Tears Galaxy and uh, also helped them uh, to uh, to win the NetBank Cup I think he ended up as the young player of the tournament in the NetBank Cup if my mother says me well um, and then after that uh, he came to Paris um, and uh, coming back coming back now maybe um a little a little bit of inconsistency uh, Tabiso, because also as an attacker um whether you are the main forward or you are just playing in an offensive zone um as an attacker all you we need from you is numbers if you don't yeah. have numbers um it's very difficult uh, for for one to to be really be picked up so if you don't have goals you don't have assists it's it's always difficult and yet if you look uh, in his seasons this is something that he's really struggled with and um i think this has been the challenge maybe there could be other factors uh, because yeah. you never know um, especially at this level there are other factors which are just beyond only football matters that lead to these things. Okay, hopefully you'll also stay off on social media for a while and just focus on the football there because he is not shy to respond to the fans, Zakele Lipasa. But um, still and with and power... Also, and, and, also, and, and, yeah. and also even the time, the time, sometimes you'll see him very late on social media and you ask yourself, hey... Ooh. Sometimes it's immediately <laughs> after the game and you would think, hey, maybe cool down a little bit, boy, you know? Cool down, let the emotions go down a bit before tweeting. But talking about Pirates, they've roped in. Makhetleni Makaula was captain at Amazulu. Very, very good player, no doubt about what he can do. But did they really need to reinforce that position? Yeah, hey, that one is very interesting, Tavi. So, you know... Uh... And it's 33? Yeah, I'm. I'm really... I'm really looking at, um, and he's turning 34 later um, this year. I'm really looking at uh, what could have led uh, to Paris uh, going uh, for him, especially in that defensive midfield. Um, you remember, uh, actually, there's a very interesting story um, because now he's <clears throat> another midfielder there. Um, who They come from the same club uh, together in in, uh, in Ranfontein in, in Mutlaken. Um, and this is a club that has been uh, producing a number of professional football players. Um, uh, Sipo Kuse, the former Kaiser Chiefs and uh, uh, Stars or Free State Stars the midfielder, uh, he's been coaching at this club. Uh, they, it's called Trabzon. Uh, so I the likes of I remember Sipo Kuse, yeah. tall player, very lanky player. <laughs> yes, he was playing in the midfield, yeah. um, light skinned. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so. 
Sipoko has been producing these boys there. Um, Mangaele also comes from the same club. Ben Mutswari also comes from the same club. And now we see um, Maketheni uh, Makaula come from the same club. And, and, and I think also credit must go to the good uh, scouting uh, network um, that we know of Tembas Tole and the Fritzi Stars because that's where Maketheni started uh, playing at, at, at professional level. At 33, yeah, it's a it's a bit too late. But I think if you look at the the kind of a contract uh, that also uh, Paris has given him, one and a half year deal, uh, maybe in terms of the terms, it's maybe something better than um, what uh, Amazulu were, were also offering, which made it easier uh, for him. And 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 I, and I think the way I look at things, yeah, Tabi. So if you look at some of the signings Paris is making. Um, they are operate. They they appear to be more operating on a short term, uh, on short term targets mm-hmm. um, than long term. You know, um, I mean, uh, just before Marquezini, they also brought back earlier uh, in this window. If you remember, they brought back um, um Umabena, You know, mm-hmm. at thirty five. You know, so you you would question you would question about that, and then um, which for me then I would. I would, I would love to look at the Paris reserve team and 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 check in terms of what is um, their plan in terms of, uh, for instance, uh, Chiefs um, were linked with uh, Pule Modi uh, in mm-hmm. this window, but if you look at Pule Modi and they look at um, Dushawalala, uh, there's a bit of similarity there, you know. And maybe had they brought in uh, Pule Modi back then, uh, I'm not sure if maybe Chawalala would be getting uh, game time. You know, so I'm trying to see the Pirates' vision uh, in, in 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 terms of this one. And if I'm a reserve team player at Orlando Pirates and I see them signing a 33-year-old player turning 34, then I ask myself, hey, do we really still have a chance here? Um, yeah. And remember, he's coming in to compete with a Ben Mutswari. Um, he's coming in to compete also with a Tabang Munare, who's also 33 himself. You know, so those are just um, some questions one would have. But look, in terms of the talent, in terms of um, currently, Makaula Macau, in his position is one of the best players. You cannot question his yeah. commitment. You cannot question his leadership qualities and all those things. Yes, and well done to him for securing this move at his age. I mean, maybe it's his one last big move at this age. But then you wonder then, Happy Jello was told he was too old to play. Young Radio Pane was sent on loan, uh, but they're bringing in 35-year-olds at Sesane was also sent on loan, even though he was man of the match in his first game for Pirates. But we've got a couple of voice notes here about some of the Pirates signings. Chapiso, for me, the signing of uh, Maketleni Makaula to Barrett means nothing because Barrett has got abundance of midfielders. I think that is being greedy and now who's going to be Benji and then play Market Lane. I think Barrett should have gone and get somebody who's a goal scorer, somebody who can who's creative than somebody who, who like Makaula party. As it is a talk of Southern football, teams go and sign the players that they don't need. And as for the passer, I think that is a good move to where he will be used. Look, the boy at Paris was never given an opportunity to showcase his talent. I think Gavin Andy will use him to the benefit of his team. And as for the Telis, I think it, you know, that is a good signing also. Thank you. This is true. Uh, good evening, Tavi. So, uh, uh, personally, 
as the Orlando Pirates fan, I'm not happy with the the move of Le Passa to Supersport. We we've witnessed earlier. Uh, we we have let go of Wade uh, Melorario Bani, one of the youngest bright uh, future uh, in the Orlando Pirates on loan again and then they've signed uh, Mabena uh, who is the old striker so I'm not happy with the move but I'm happy with the signature of Makaola from Amazulu. Thank you. Thanks, Shoti. So short-term goals, like Velile had said. And let's just move on to other teams. Velile, um, Ikram Reynas is back at Stellenbosch United. I would think they did well to bring him back here because it doesn't look like they'd replaced Ashley Dupre. Not at all. Not at all, Tabiso. And uh, after losing Ashley Dupre, they went on to lose. In fact, earlier they had lost uh, even uh, Ujudas Mosiamedi as well. Yes. Um, and, 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 and then I was I was watching their game. In fact, I watched two of their matches. I was at, at Orlando Stadium. Um, and you could see when Paris uh, beat them, you could see that they were really missing a point of reference uh, up front. I watched their game um, last week. Um, even though they came back to win, a very interesting game that they played in the derby, uh, the Cupstart derby. Um, but also, you could see that they were missing a point of reference up front. So they needed, um, in 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 terms of um, just uh, someone who was going to give them direction and the trouble um, with the defense, because there's no doubt about um, the other attackers and then in in terms of how they use their pace as well, and and also when they have. Um, one of the best players uh, that we have um, in the PSL uh, today, um, a junior, um, the, the Argentine, Mendieta, you know. Um, so I think uh, Reina's going back, um, that's a good move um, for, for, for Stellenbosch. For also for one of the main reasons that because it's him and not even Kabuza going there, mm-hmm. um, he knows the club, he knows the coach, he knows what's needed. Is gonna easily settle and just deliver what's needed, which is goals to save the team, you know. Because I think for me, this is one of the most important teams uh, in the league. If you see how they are close to their community, uh, how they even sometimes use the prize money uh, from the DDC uh, to invest it back in the LFA there uh, in Stellenbosch, uh, because they know that the LFA has been very good to them in terms of producing talent. We need this kind of clubs that are looking after their communities you know um so i think it's a it's a good move for them to have um, ikram reynas there yeah and and swallows have been able to finally register and and and, and sign players now i see the likes of akpei have joined uh, who else is there and and do you think these signings will help them stay up because they they definitely need all the help they can get yeah i think uh, it goes back to the question you had asked me when they brought in uh, the coach and Smirantov, you know, um, and I said um, a big part of it uh, will depend uh, on what will happen um, with the ban. And if the ban is lifted and uh, Swallows are able to register some players, then um, we could see uh, something happening there. And and I think that's exactly what is what has just happened. I mean, you could see as soon as the ban was up last week, they they had uh, Evans Rosike. Um, in the team, you know, and I mean, I remember Evans Rosica saving uh, Amersberg United with the coach Miradop uh, as the head coach, and that's a very good combination. Um, so maybe he can even deliver again for him uh, this time around. Uh, also, I think Wangani Sam for me, um, 
I, I, I just think that uh, he's, he's a boy who's never been really given a chance, you know. Um, I mean, when you really utilize him well, he can be one of the top left backs um, in, in the league. And I, and I think at Swallows, even in terms of competition, um, that's what is going to offer. And also with the good coaching uh, of uh, Ernst Mirandop as well. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit... Um, not happy, especially with uh, the situation of Promise Mukuma that uh, he decided to leave just before Solo's uh, issues could be sorted out because I really wanted to see him in the top division uh, away from the pressure of Sundowns and uh, see what he could do there. But look, yes, now he's going to Cape Town All-Stars who are also vying for a promotion spot in um, in, in, in the in the national first division, so let's hope uh, he can do it there. But I, I felt it follows uh, he could have done that um, uh, better. So uh, is he going to uh, Padella? Yes, yes, yes. He's going to Padella. In yeah. fact, uh, I watched that team, and you're talking about Sasani. Actually, I spoke yeah. to Sasani recently, and he cannot wait. He cannot wait for the Netbank Cup. Yeah? He cannot wait. Hey, hey, because, you know, I watched him against uh, uh, La Masia. Ah, the boy can play. You know, mm. a centre-back who can play like that. Ah, no, the boy can play. Yeah. And I'm, 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 I'm really looking forward to that. But I want to go back to, you were talking about Red Yopan, you know. Um, and, and, and even though sometimes I feel, yeah, you know, um, maybe you should have stayed a part of the season. But at the same time, you see, Parades and... Uh, players going to the NFT, that is a tried and tested uh, method that they've done Pirates in the past. They did it um, with uh, Tim Wasselosh, signed him from, uh, I think it was African Warriors or Maluti, I think Maluti, yeah. Then they sent him out on loan to Cape Town All-Stars and then they sent him out on loan in the PSL uh, to Chippa United. He came back and he was uh, something else. So they did it again, um, even with Mamela, if you remember. They signed Mamela and then they loaned him out and then he came back uh, he was something else. Marshall Munetzi, I was watching him um, marking Messi out of the game this past weekend in French Ligue A, uh, not for the first time, though, for the second time. Um, and he's one of the top midfielders in French Ligue A today, Marshall Munetzi. He was signed from, I think, from FC Cape Town, loaned to Barroca, came back to Paris, and he was something else, not only for Paris, but for Zimbabwe as well. And yeah. I think this could be the thinking behind Radiopan as well. He started scoring goals now. And uh, look, he's, he's, he's just like five months to go from now. He'll be back in the team and maybe hitting the goals uh, next season for Paris. I guess he's in good hands under Sean Bartlett, of course, um, who's 100%. probably taught him a few things or two. Just finally, Velile, how would you describe this year's January transfer window in general? And um, and some people are saying, did Kaiser Chiefs go and leave? But they forgot that Chiefs have signed in this transfer window. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think um, uh, sometimes the, the issue of, of, of signing Tavis or you, um, fans, when they see a rival signing a number of big players, a number of players, they expect that um, also your team will also be signing. And, 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 and I think with Chiefs, though, um, the, the the problematic position is uh, it was always the, the the position of the striker and also in the central midfield and I think in the central midfield the departure of um, um, Jabula Blom also necessitated that the the club uh, must do something um, because people will tell you that when you look at uh, the traditional Kaiser Chiefs midfield it has always uh, either had a Wellington Magnati 
um, it would have um, uh, Washington and Nongomasha, it would have uh, Willard Katsande. Uh, they would always be that kind of I'm from Luan. They're always that kind of a strong man uh, in the midfield. Uh, but if you look at the, in the current squad, uh, they don't have uh, that type of a player. But we've seen uh, Coach Arthur uh, going for a double pivot uh, a type of, of a situation, um, even though sometimes it has not really worked. But the co- combination that played in the last uh, two matches against Sundowns, especially from the f- first, second half of Sundowns and, and, and this other game against Royal AM, uh, we've seen Mart and and Stebe, uh, that combination doing something, but maybe uh, does Kaiser Chiefs really have the squad to compete uh, with Harrods uh, pound for pound for this number two spot? I am not sure. Okay, and then is anything else likely to happen tonight? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, it will be a bit a, a bit of a surprise because um, I think Kaiser Chiefs. Um, is more focused um, on building the team and also uh, on the main window. I think they are focused... No, just in general, not even with Chiefs. Or you, you cannot rule it out, Tabi. So I think there are some um, more moves um, that are relevant. And one of the stories we are running on SABC Sport today uh, is the story about... Um, Kapinga having asked uh, to be released and rest assured that it might not only be him only um, because um, most of the other players um, are also uh, calling for game time as well. And there's been a lot of uncertainty around uh, the issue of he- uh, Andy Lejali as well. Uh, will he be renewing or what What will happen? But when he spoke to the coach this past weekend, Rulani uh, Mkwena, he was saying uh, he said his part about uh, Andy Le in terms of um, if he wants that he wants the, he wants him, but now it is up to the management. And then you look at uh, Amazulu having lost Makaula, and you think uh, if Amazulu will not be uh, making that uh, last uh, important uh, call uh, to, um, uh, to 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 Sundowns, and there's been talk of uh, Sundowns also going for uh, Pesitau as well, but. Between me and you, Tabi, so now you can see it. Pesitao, as we speak, he's in uh, Tangiers, uh, in in Morocco. He's playing a Champions, in fact, a, a, World, World, Cup. a, club, a club World Cup match, mm. you know. And and and, and I think uh, that is a move that is un- unlikely to happen. In fact, um, what happened? What could happen is that he would, he could impress now in this club World Cup and even possibly return to Europe. So that one um, is 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 not is not going to happen. But I think. Uh, going back to the Chiefs fans, uh, they are also still maybe uh, smiling from the debut um, uh, of, of of their new uh, winger, come striker. Um, this past weekend, um, we saw um, what uh, Christian Sale could, could do uh, coming mm, from DRC. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, so maybe okay, that's why okay. there's not there's not much there's not that much of uh, of some pressure. Uh, but yeah, ahead of this coming weekend's big one against sundowns uh, between parades and sundowns it will be very interesting to see to see uh, on how things are going to be lined up because uh, sundowns have got a well rested um starting 11 
<laughs> okay, Velile. Let's leave it there. Maybe we'll catch up on Friday or on Monday after the game. But thanks, Velile Mnyando, for speaking to us here on SAFM. And you can follow them, Velile Mnyando, on Twitter and SABC underscore sport on uh, social media for the latest uh, transfer news. Okay, we're going to go over to the UK now. We just want to find out what is happening there because we have seen on social media that Marcel Sabita is leaving Munich Airport and is heading to Manchester. So could he be going? Is he going to Manchester United or will Chelsea hijack the deal when he's in the UK already? Sabitza is that midfielder from Austria. And uh, with uh, Bayern bringing in Jao Cancelo, I guess he thought it's the right time to move. But Ed Aarons joins us on the line now just to get the latest from what's happening uh, that side. Ed, good evening from us in South Africa. Thanks for speaking to us. Good evening, how are you? We're great, thanks. Ed, I'll start with the biggest shock for me, which is Man City letting go of João Cancelo. Did that surprise you and how did that happen? Yeah, I think everybody was a bit taken aback by that one because, um, you know, everybody knew that he wasn't playing very much this season since uh, since the the end of the World Cup. He'd been in, well, not really in the team. He'd been out of the team. I think, you know, he'd been substituted a couple of times. And according to the reports, all that there was a bit of a... Uh, a disagreement anyway between him and Pep Guardiola when he wasn't included in the starting lineup um, against Arsenal in the FA Cup. And yeah, things obviously move very quickly. And then here we are, he's gone to uh, Bayern Munich. So it was quite a crazy, crazy move because, you know, obviously he's one of the best players uh, in his position in the world. And um, he's really been very important for City uh, in the last couple of seasons. Yeah, and his move now seems... But b- b- before we, we go to Sabitza, what does this say about Pep? Though I've never seen this side of him where he's willing to let a player go when they've had a fallout, or is that Pep? Well, I think, yeah, there has been there has been precedents. Like, you know, well, may, maybe not in such such a, a quick um, unfolding of events, but, you know, like with Joe Hart, but I suppose that was different in that, you know, Joe Hart, he just didn't want him to fit into his... He didn't think he could fit into his style of play. But yeah, it seems to be a, a bit of a personal disagreement because it's obviously not down to his style of play. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have thought, although there are some people saying maybe it wasn't he wasn't a reliable enough defender. But you know that they they were really good with him in the team. There's no doubt about that. He was very versatile. He could play right and left back as well. So um, yeah. yeah, I'm really surprised about that. And I think you know they're definitely weaker without him. And they've definitely got face in young Rico Lewis then. And um, his move seems to have led to Sabitza wanting to leave by Munich. Now Man United, the proposed destination. What are the chances of this one happening, Ed? Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much nailed on. He's on his way for a medical, apparently. And I think that's down to Christian Eriksen. Um, they had some really bad news that he's out for most of the season now, ah. uh, they think. So, so yeah, he's a, he's a direct replacement. And Sabitzer so, uh, has not been. I don't think his move to Bayern's gone that well. From he was at RB Leipzig before, and yeah. he was really, really great for them. And he's a very influential player, a uh, very elegant midfielder. So he, he should fit in quite well. I mean, he's not a direct, uh, exact replacement for Eriksen, but I'm um, I'm sure that Ten Hag will, will fit him into the team. He's quite versatile. Yeah, the Austrian David Beckham, as they called him in Germany. There, Chelsea though is dominating this transfer window. How far are they with Enzo Fernandez, the World Cup winner of Benfica, and easy worth 105 million pounds or whatever the amount seems to be? Well, yeah, I mean, this is a really crazy transfer because it's, you know it's going to be a British record if it does happen, and reportedly that Chelsea are willing to pay more than the fee, you know, his release fee, but not not paying it all in one go. And this is why they're trying to get uh, Benfica to, to sell him, but in instalments. 
because obviously that's a lot of money up front. But it's it's absolutely crazy. You know, I think it. I think the statistic is if that goes through, it would take their spending this season to over half a half a billion pounds. So it's, it's that's unprecedented spending. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's obviously a great young player. He won the World Cup and he was the best young player at the World Cup. So he's he's a real talent. But you know, it's a, a, a massive amount of money that they've spent. Yeah, and 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 it looks like Arsenal will sign Jorginho. Is this the sign of the vision then of the new Chelsea owners? They're trying to build a young team, and getting rid of the older players. Yeah, I think so. It was always a question mark about Jorginho's contract because he's out of contracts at the end of the season, and as same as Angola Kante as well. He's obviously injured a lot, and uh, so that's resolved one of those issues. But from Arsenal's point of view, I think it's a really, really astute signing. It's something that you know that it really experienced player who, you know, just a year ago was was very high up on the Ballon d'Or standings and won, you know, the Euros with Italy and was sort of the best player and helped Chelsea win the Champions League. It's not that long ago. He's only 31. And also he'll bring like, quite a lot of experience to that young Arsenal team, I think, in these crucial months. So I think it's a very, very smart signing. And, yeah. uh, you know, Arsenal's, Arsenal's credit, they, they're going to benefit from Chelsea's mega spending. But Arsenal failed in getting Caicedo from what it looks like from Brighton. But just a word, Ed, on Brighton and their recruitment policy. How are they able to get these unknown players like Trossard, Caicedo, Cucurella, Yves Bissouma, even Mitoma now? And then they sell them for huge amounts. Yeah, it's fantastic. There's a lot of credit to their scouting department and uh, the analytical side of things, which uh, the chairman, he's, you know, he's from a poker playing background. <laughs> their chairman that's how he made his fortune i think and you know like a mathematical statistical approach to uh, recruitment of young players especially you look at mitoma is the great example at the moment you know that the japanese winger who's just causing problems for every team scored that great goal against liverpool at the weekend and then calcedo they have a great um uh link with south america you know obviously Alec- alexis McAllister as well has come in and calcedo projects of theirs for a few years and yeah, it's it's a real credit to them. I think you know, and, and then they dig their hills in, and they and they have a price that they they stick to. And and there, I think you know, there was no chance of Casido leaving unless anybody paid sort of towards getting towards hundred million as well. Probably, I think that's the price that they they put on him for now, anyway. So, um, yeah, it's credit to them. And, but I think the challenge now for them is how we, how they integrate him back into the side. Now he's been uh, you know away away for a few days. Wonderful. Is there any anyone we've missed that's happening? We've had a bit of Dede Ayel to Everton, but I'm not sure how serious that is. Uh, yeah, possibly. I mean, Everton are very, very desperate, as, you know, to do as many deals as they can. Uh, but there's a couple of other interesting deals. Southampton are spending a lot of money as well. Uh-huh. Um, a couple of African players, Kamaldine Suleiman from Ghana and uh, the striker that they're just trying to sign um, at the moment called Paul and Onuachu, who plays in Genk, a, a Nigerian mm. striker. So they're really, really making moves because obviously they're bottom of the table. And they've spent quite a bit in this window, as has as have Bournemouth as well, you know, just along the coast there with an American owner as well, coming up towards maybe spending $100 million in this window if they can get all their deals done today. So. And obviously Nottingham Forest must be signing somebody. <laughs> Who's that? And Nottingham Forest. <laughs> they yeah, only seem not, to be looking for players. I think uh, yeah, John Joe Shelby. I think is oh, coming. Yes, from the, yes. And the defender Felipe from uh, Atletico Madrid. But I think that makes that would make it twenty six signings in uh, this season for them. Jeez, okay. So, 
incredible. Yeah. Okay, it's Ed, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the <laughs> Thank update. Thanks much. for speaking to us here in South Africa. Ed Arons, you can follow him also on social media there, uh, just giving us the latest on the transfer window. It is going to be, let's see if this Chelsea move of Enzo Fernandez is going to go through. Young player of the year, the World Cup, so no doubt about his quality, but easy 105 million pounds. Guys, well, Jack Grealish was sold for 100 million pounds, so so you you, you 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 can't blame them then for spending this much on Enzo, Enzo Fernandez. But he said something interesting that they want to pay the money in installments, and the reason for that obviously has to be because of FFP, financial fair play, uh, because financial fair play means that you can't spend more than what you bring in as a club. So that's why then they want to uh, pay Benfica in installments this money of um, of Enzo Fernandez if it goes through, because they can't pay it at once. Otherwise, they would have broken the rules but let's leave it there let's see what happens in the next couple of hours we'll be back again uh, tomorrow with me Tabi Somosia Katla producing the show and KG Butloko is in technical and thanks to Wayne Panel Veli Lemnyando and Ed Arons for speaking to us this evening